The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Stuart Grumman, I think we've got you back. Sorry, there's a bit of a connection issue, I think, but we'll push on. How are you? Yeah, good day, Mitch. How are you going? Not too bad, thank you. Just first of all, the Parliament shut down. We spoke to Christine Cousins in the first hour who said it's not constitutionally um, permissible for the Victorian Parliament to sit virtually. Do you think that the government should actually now be looking at constitutional amendments to allow this? Because we've just seen that uh, it turns out you don't actually need a referendum to pass a constitutional amendment. You just need to pass legislation through the Parliament. But I think there's a three-fifths majority or something um, that is required. So talk to us about that yeah we have um, actually amended the constitution recently in parliament um, in reference to a bill um, so it can be done uh, and it should be done and, and we should be moving with the times um, you know this this virus is not going away anytime soon as we know and who knows what's going to happen in the future and you know if we've got the technology nowadays that it's something that we should be considering so your party was opposed to the parliament shutdown. I think there was a motion, wasn't there, in the Legislative Council, but it appeared that uh, the government and some of the other crossbenchers voted in favour of parliament not sitting, and that's why it's not sitting. Yeah, it, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, we, we opposed the shutting down of the parliament. Um, unfortunately, we didn't get to speak on, on the motion itself. You, you only have a limited time. I think it's half an hour for, for people to speak and we missed out on our opportunity um, which is a bit frustrating but um what we wanted to say is that uh, you know this time last well last year we had a seven-day average of around 250 active COVID cases um but we still sat in parliament during that time um the the letter that we got from the assistant director um from the health officer and was just a, a paragraph or two and it was quite scant in detail and it, it merely just said that um you know, um, all parliamentary business should should not be conducted in person in Melbourne. And there was no other information, no other details. So we called for that. Um, nothing was forth- forthcoming. My argument is, is that if we can have construction, if we can go to the supermarket, if we can do all of these things in Melbourne, then we should be able to, um, you know, to continue with Parliament. Do you think Parliament can sit in person at the moment or would you really be pushing for a Zoom type arrangement, a bit like what they do with local councils? Yeah, either or, either or, Mitch. Um, whatever it takes to you know to get us back to work at Parliament. The other thing is, is that the under the current restrictions, it states that uh, if you can work from home, you must. But the reality is, with us as MPs, we can't work from home in Parliament because we can't sit virtually. So you know, at the moment, we're just uh, ticking off a few sort of jobs that we hadn't really planned for and trying to organise some virtual meetings, but we can't sit um, in, in Parliament at the moment. That is our workplace. Uh, we can't do it from home. So we, we must be at Parliament in order to do our jobs properly. What do you make of the current lockdown for regional Victoria? For regional Victoria, I believe this is lockdown seven. Melbourne's still mm. in lockdown six because we had that break in the middle, but uh, called on Saturday, two hours notice, and a lot of people, I think, will be finding it very tough, just given that we go from having uh, very l- sort of relaxed restrictions straight into having the toughest restrictions, then back mm. to relaxed for a week or so, and then back into the toughest. I mean, at least last year, there was a little bit of consistency all the way through, whereas here, it's sort of more yo-yoing in and out yeah i think you'll find we'll be in this one for a while unfortunately um yeah we were actually on our way back from warnable so when we listened to the press conference on the radio um and pretty much scooted back home 
before the one o'clock deadline yeah. uh, on the way home i just could not believe the the lines outside bunnings and office works around warren ponds in particular it was just yes i saw that incredible crazy yeah all the way up rossack drive from hayes road down to to the entrance to the to the ring road was just absolutely crazy so it was really tough tough on everyone um it's not i've said it before it's particularly tough on kids on 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 our children um you know at home again away from friends away from the school yeah it's and, and the mental health ramifications from that are, are, are pretty well documented so we we really need to be doing a hell of a lot more in that space and you'll find that this is something that will continue for years and years in particular with our kids mental health so i really hope that uh, the government whichever government will be come next election does put in that uh, that those resources and financial backing to help those kids going through mental health struggles I'm just wondering if you have any thoughts on the vaccination situation because it sounds like um, there are plenty of doses of AstraZeneca available. In some cases, they're going to waste, and yet we have a situation where people are trying to go in and book online. They're finding they can't book in for a number of weeks, and yet we also hear at the same time that, no, there are appointments available today at the Ford factory. So somewhere there's some sort of disconnect. Yeah, absolutely. The whole messaging behind the vaccination rollout has been terrible. You know, it's been absolutely terrible. I know with the Ford factory also um, that uh, my wife in particular, we had to, we, she just kept refreshing the, the bookings page and every now and then a cancellation would come through so that would open up a slot um, and, and she was able to book in through that way. So I just encourage people to, you know, keep looking at the site, keep refreshing it because appointments do pop up every now and then. Um, I've had the AstraZeneca myself, um, being over 50, I've had it you know, double-dosed, all good, no side effects whatsoever. Um, I understand that some people do get side effects. Um, for myself, I had nothing. So it's just like any other vaccine, I suppose. The flu is no different. I've had my flu vaccine as well, and sometimes you can get, um, you know, you can get quite quick from that as well. So the vaccine, everyone being vaccinated, it's our only solution to get through this, through these lockdowns. Now, this uh, Let Us Speak legislation, talk to us about that um, because it's been quite a controversial issue for a long time about um, some of these incredible um, stories that we hear and uh, victims and the horrific Mm. crimes associated with it. But then I believe there was uh, legislation passed by the government that meant that you couldn't actually mention the name of the deceased person. Yeah, could could you imagine... Um, well, you know, it's, it's incredibly difficult to imagine that, you know, if you had a, a loved one who was murdered um, and then you not being able to speak your loved one's name in public, that would just be, you know, absolutely terrible. Um, but the, the bill that was coming before Parliament before it was cancelled, um, you would have seen change to the to the legislation that prevents that at the moment. So it's a good thing. Um, it is a good bill. Um, it establishes a a new victim privacy order, uh, which is something that goes through courts for for people who who oppose, I suppose, to have that name in public. They can go through courts and 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 have that name suppressed. Um, there are a few sort of little things uh, within the bill that we need to have a bit more of a closer look at and some possible amendments. Um, but like I said, we were hoping that that would be before us already. But it looks like that might be the next sitting week. Which, by the way, um, we're due to return on the thirty. First, I think it is on Tuesday. Well, that won't be happening. Still, yeah, we'll still be in lockdown, so <laughs> that'll that'll be another um, another another week off of Parliament. So, 
who knows when this bill is going to come before us. Um, hopefully it's sooner rather than later. I believe the Premier has said that they will make up for the missed sitting days, but I'm just wondering if there will be enough lockdown three days left in the year <laughs> to be able to actually catch up. Yeah, I don't know when, when they're going to do that because, um, you know, making up one wink's probably achievable, but, you know, when you start to make up two, perhaps three, God knows when they're going to start doing that. And, um, you know, it's up to the, up to the government to... To, to make that happen, I suppose, if they make those assurances, uh, it needs to happen. I'm happy to sit you know, through Christmas, through the holidays, whatever it is, whatever it takes. Um, so I'll be interested to see what they come up with. Now, we spoke to you last time about stalking reform. Um, what's yeah. what's happened since we last spoke on that? Yeah, so the, the inquiry um, is still seeking submissions there. Um, we've, we've put in, as Darren Hitch's Justice Party, we've put in a submission to the Law Reform Commission stalking inquiry. Um, we've called for 43 reforms, actually, um, to to the stalking laws legislation currently in Victoria. Um, as we know, stalking is often a precursor to the more serious crimes, and more needs to be done in this space. And I'm, you know, eternally hopeful that the Law Reform Commission will uh, will make some recommendations to the government, which they adopt to uh, to, to strengthen those those laws. And the Victoria's big housing build. Talk to us about that. Yeah, well, during our trips around the councils, when we used to be able to drive around <laughs> and go yes. and visit places, which I'm, I was supposed to be out on the road over the next three days, actually, but um, apologies to those councils. Um, yeah, we've had a common theme coming through that it's been extremely difficult for regional councils to uh, to be part of, of the big housing build as opposed to the metropolitan counterparts. Um, you know, as we know, in, in those regional areas, homelessness is a, is a massive factor. Um, and, yeah, we, they've reported back to us, the councils, that they just experienced such incredible barriers and delays in accessing the big housing build. Um, so we've called on the government uh, once again to, uh, to make that process a lot more streamlined and easier for those councils to engage uh, with that funding. Um, and we, are, we remain hopeful that, uh, that they'll listen and, and come through. And just last of all, there's been a lot of talk about suppression orders that have been put forward, mm. and some people accuse Victoria of being a state that uses suppression orders a lot and uh, too much. You're suggesting that you want someone, uh, an open justice advocate, to come in and oppose them where it's necessary. So there's a bit of, I suppose, balance. How would that work exactly? Yeah, so Victoria, I think, holds um, yeah, more than half the country's suppression orders in, in one state. Um, why? I do not know. So, yeah, we've asked the state government to commit to uh, implementing the final recommendation of a report back in 2017, which was known as the Vincent Review. Um, for, for some reason, unknown reason, they wanted to withhold the last recommendation on that, which uh, extended the powers of, a, um, of an implementation monitor. Um, we want to refer to it as an open justice advocate. Um, the government said that this is still under further examination or consideration. Um, time will tell, I suppose. But, yeah, so this new um, open justice advocate um, you know, would be able to oppose any suppression order applications or any variations where they may conflict with the open justice principles um, and where it would be in the community's interest to do so. So we're just yeah, encouraging um, the government to implement, formalise that last recommendation and, uh, and let's not see so many suppression orders in Victoria. Um, what would be this? Or what would the person be like? This open justice advocate? Would they be elected somehow, or who would actually be responsible for appointing them? And what sort of background would they have? 
Yeah, look, I'd imagine that um, yeah, the Department, uh, Justice Department, would be involved in creating the position for the Open Justice Advocate. You know, perhaps it could be a retired judge um, or, or along those sort of lines, um, you know, someone who's got a lot of experience within the area of justice and also perhaps in suppression orders um, and someone that's a, that comes from a non-biased, non-political background that can act, uh, act as an independent uh, authority. Easier said than done, just because I know <laughs> even with judge appointments, there's often a bit of controversy yeah. around that. And um, yeah. Anyway, well, uh, good to speak with you. Let's hope that when we speak next month, uh, we're out of lockdown, but we say that every time. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. So thanks for being on the program. Good on you, Mitch. And take care of yourself and take care of all the listeners out there and stay safe. And uh, yeah, let's, let's work through this together. Thank you very much. Stuart Grimley with us there, member for Western Victoria, representing the Darren Hinch Justice Party. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's Front Page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or wherever you get your podcasts.